verses 15 through 16. Please uh, follow along with me in your Bible, and you can find that on page 13, yes, in your pew Bible, or it'll be on the screens as well. This is the sign of the covenant. When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am God Almighty. Walk before me and be blameless. And I will make my covenant between me and you and will make you exceedingly numerous. Then Abram fell on his face and God said to him, As for me, this is my covenant with you. You shall be the ancestor of a multitude of nations. No longer shall your name be Abram, but your name shall be Abraham. For I have made you the ancestor of a multitude of nations. I will make you exceedingly fruitful, and I will make nations of you, and kings shall come from you. I will establish my covenant between me and you, and your offspring after you throughout their generations for an everlasting covenant to be God to you and to your offspring after you. God said to Abraham, As for Sarai, your wife, you shall not call her Sarai, but Sarah shall be her name. I will bless her, and moreover, I will give you a son by her. I will bless her, and she shall give rise to nations. Kings of peoples shall come from her. This is the word of God for the people of God. Lord, you made a promise to Abraham. And through that promise, we are able to become your people, bound to your love by the work of your hand and the grace of your heart. How can we help but to rejoice in you? Open our hearts, open our ears, and get our feet busy. Because you have a word for us today. In your holy name we pray. Amen. Well, it all happened so quickly. A woman, pregnant with twins, got in a car accident and fell into a coma for six months. Now, when she came out of the coma, she noticed that she no longer was pregnant. And of course, she frantically asked the doctor about her babies. And the doctor replied, ma'am, your babies are fine. You have a healthy boy and a healthy girl. And since you were unconscious, your brother named the children for you. Oh no, the woman thought to herself, my brother is so irresponsible and unpredictable. Translation, my brother's an idiot. Well, the woman asked 
the doctor with great fear in her heart. So what did he name my daughter? The doctor answered, Denise. And the woman breathed a big sigh of relief. He did okay. I like the name Denise. What did he name my son? The nephew. <laughs> Names are... Stop it. <laughs> Names are important, especially in the Bible and especially in this story. The name Abram means exalted father. Now think about that for a minute. How embarrassing that name must have been for him. I mean, every time he ran into a, a potential business partner, every time he ran into a stranger, into a traveling merchant, they would ask him his name and he'd say, Abram, and they'd say, oh, exalted father, how many children do you have? For 86 years, Abram had to answer that question, none. I have no children. Well, they had to be thinking, what kind of name is that for a man with no children? Abram had to be thinking, what kind of name is exalted father for a man with no children? And if you think that is bad, how would you like to go through life with the name Contentious? Oh, hey, Miss Contentious, that's what you get for sitting here. How are you? I'm fine, Mr. Contentious. Oh, Miss Belligerent, how are you today? Mr. Cantankerous. Good to see you. How you been? Oh, y'all aren't exempt. I'm coming. I'm making them chase me with the camera today. I mean, think about this. We have Mr. Aggressive sitting on the front row today. <laughs> I'll stand right here. You get him if he goes that way. <laughs> I mean, think of the names that mean contentious. Hey, Dave. Oh, you're named after a great king in the Bible. What are you whining about? I'm named after the first martyr of the church. Try to live up to that sometime. Margie, my favorite sinner. How are you, Ms. Ornery? Ornery. Do you see how important names are? And in Scripture especially, they have meaning and purpose. We're going to find out in a minute. El Shaddai comes to the rescue. El Shaddai means great mountain. It means immovable object. 
pretty amazing when we start looking at names. That's what Sarah's, Sarai's name meant. Contentious. She who struggles. She who strives. She who fights back. El Shaddai comes. Almighty. All-sufficient. And says, exalted father... You will be the father of a great nation because of me. You, Sarai, will be remembered as Sarah, princess, the mother of a nation that will produce great kings. You can almost hear them breathing a great sigh of relief. The problem is they had to wait a few years for it to happen. And human beings aren't the most patient of people. But right now, take a moment to open your hearts a little more. Because there is something incredibly awesome happening here. And I don't want you to miss it. This is so important. El Shaddai does not promise Abraham that he will make of him a great nation, but only if he does A, B, and C. He doesn't promise Sarai that she will be the princess of God's people, but only if she prays four hours a day, goes to church three times a day, and blows a trumpet in the morning. I don't know. Because God does not demand those things. El Shaddai, mighty mountain takes all the responsibility for these promises, and God says, I will make these things come to pass. I will make these things happen. You know, last Sunday we received God's plan for a rudderless ark. Let me be your guide, God says. I will lead you to new beginnings and places filled with hope. Today, the mountain of heaven assures us whatever your struggle, whatever is holding you back, whatever is hurting you or keeping you down, My power is more than enough. This is the God I love. This is why I have so much joy for my faith. 
This is the God who is my comfort. God doesn't demand me demand that I climb a mountain before coming into my life. God mountain comes to me, to us. A pastor wrote something this week that I can definitely and easily understand. This pastor is great with faces, but he struggles mightily to remember names. It can get downright embarrassing sometimes. I'll be somewhere, oh, Steve, how are you? And, Hi, how are you? Good to see you. We'll have a 10-minute conversation, and I'll tap Sissy on the arm and say, who wants that? People have no idea how many people I meet through the years. And I don't know if I see saw them yesterday or 40 years ago. Well, this person evidently had the same problem. It's like a lot of teachers. Can you imagine that? You teach one of the younger grades especially, and now 40-year-olds are coming up. They don't look the same as they did in the first grade. Oh, Mrs. So-and-so. Uh-uh. Sissy, even at our family reunions, I didn't spend much time around my family growing up. We were military. We were overseas somewhere. So she'll stand next to my side, and as someone walks up, she'll lean over and say, that's your cousin Mary. That's... She knows my family better than I do. It's part of the sacrifice. He said he had the same problem. New faces, couldn't remember names for the life of him. And he said the problem was never more on display than the time his friend Steve Eskew pulled a joke on him. Back when Steve had his barbecue restaurant, I went in for barbecue. I told Steve I was coming. And he had one of his buddies, whom I did not know, act like he knew me from Jackson, Mississippi. Talk about on the spot and befuddled. I didn't know his name or his face. It didn't ring a bell. I would have rung that friend's bell for pulling that trick. The story of Abraham, the story of Sarah is not just so powerful because they have a baby in old age. That is certainly a miracle and that is certainly enough, more than enough to make us jaw, drop our jaws. But as great as that miracle is, this is a story of God and Abraham getting to know each other, learning to trust, learning to follow, learning the overwhelming power of God. It's an amazing story. 
neither Sarah nor Abraham fully trusted God. Still, God blessed them. Sarah actually laughed at God. Still, God blessed them. They doubted. They questioned. They chose their plan over God's plan. And still, God blessed them. Abraham and Sarah sure didn't have much to offer God. Their faith was imperfect, to say the least. They struggled with life using their own power and their own might. Their hearts were filled with doubt. And so very little trust in their hearts. And God still blessed them. You have probably heard that God helps those who help themselves. Did you know that that saying is nowhere in the Bible? It might be in the grandmother's version, but nowhere else. What the Bible has to say is very, very different. God helps those who are helpless to help themselves. May you learn the great truth of Abraham and Sarah. May you discover that when you have nothing left but God, then you will know 